This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, Tim. Thanks for hanging out with us today and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You started your journey like in the world of music as a producer and like seemingly based off of like the interviews that I read, you kind of became a singer out of necessity because you wanted to be able to create the songs yourself. So was it hard for you to adjust your mindset from being kind of like the background creator to the literal voice of your music? Yes. Yeah, it was definitely difficult. I think when you're not the front person, you don't have to be so much of a, an entertainer or you don't have to put that hat on so much. But when you're front and center, um, it's like doing sort of two jobs at once, you know, like being in the studio is completely different from, from being on stage and you're sort of orchestrating the whole vibe of the show. So yeah, definitely different, pretty difficult to kind of get out of my shell, but also like super fun once I sort of built that confidence. And I'm still, I'm still trying to build that confidence, honestly. Sometimes I get a little weird up there. <laughs> so when you're working and acting as a producer versus like kind of being the full creator for your own music, do you feel like there's one of these roles that you prefer more? Or is it kind of like such a different vibe that getting to kind of step away and work on somebody else's project might give you a bit of like a palate cleanser and then coming back to your own? And and I guess also kind of like there's this like creative ebb and flow of being able to work with different creative personalities. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. Honestly, I think when I work on my stuff too much, I get a little crazy. I just feel like I get cabin fever and then I just like don't know if things are good. And like one day I'll be obsessed with something and then I'll come back to it the next day. And because I'm the only one working on it, I realize that it's actually shit. <laughs> as opposed to working with an artist or with a collaborator. Part of it is like giving each other the gas, you know, to to be like, oh, yes, whatever you're doing right now, just keep doing that because because it's magic and it's working. You kind of have to be your own hype man, like when you're when you're by yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure it's easy to get in your head. Exactly. Exactly. So it's nice to step away from my from my artist project and and put on a different hat. Now that you are like focusing more on your personal music as well, is it difficult for you to kind of differentiate the sound of like Tim Atlas, the producer, and Tim Atlas, the singer-producer, who's, like, making his own music fully. I try not to think about it too much. I think <laughs> they're, they're sort of, like, synonymous, you know? I feel like musicians get so caught up in the brand and sort of, like, being this one digestible thing, and it messes with what comes naturally. So... When I think about like producing, when I uh, when I think about like my artist project, I, I sort of just surrender myself to the moment. And sometimes it sounds nothing like anything I've ever done. And sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes like a terrible thing. <laughs> but but we did it. But we did it. And then there's always tomorrow. And you know that's like what we wanted to make in that moment. So when you're approaching your own music and you're going into the songwriting process, I'm curious about your approach. Like, is this something where like sonically you have an idea and then you flush it out and put lyrics to it? Or is there like, I really want to write about XYZ subject and we're going to figure out how to put this to music? Honestly, it changes so much. I think different songs call for a different process. I'll get a little personal here. So there, there is a song on my new record and it's about 
my sort of rocky relationship with my mom. And I wrote that with a guitar while I had COVID, just like quarantined for like 10 days, you know? So I was in this like really sort of emotional space. And if I were to take that song and try and write it like while looking at a computer screen, it just would not come out the same way. Yeah. yeah. It would yeah. it would just be sort of like this wall between like what I'm trying to say, as opposed to like one of my more recent singles, Active, and I started that one on the drums. And I just like started layering instruments on instruments and then sort of like top lining, like gibberish, mm-hmm. and then eventually like trying to put words to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like... I think with every song calls for a different process and with this new record in particular, like I feel like I tried a lot of different ways to to start a song. Yeah, I think that's so special and unique and being able to just kind of like flow with whatever inspiration brings because you can't force music in one way or another and considering your catalog you've been releasing music since 2016 2015 time period how do you feel like you've grown as a musician since you first started i think i'm just more comfortable in myself as a person when i think about 2015 i was still like guy with a guitar trying to be ed sheeran (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i was like listening to phoenix and daft punk and i i always liked like this like funky like groovy type music and I think like as I kept releasing music I started to understand more of what I like and when I put out a song and I'm just like yeah I'm gonna like that 10 years from now then I know that I'm in a good place creatively and yeah I just I just try to keep that in mind and like not not really like listening too much to like what the hot thing is or what the trends are just like trying to portray like the most truest full version of myself I mean in listening to your catalog I think that it's pretty obvious that you got to a point where you like figured yourself out at least personally from listening to it like around 2018 like it sounded like you like got your sound down and I think that it is like authentic to you which I think is really hard to do right now because so many like with just like the pressures of viral fame and like all that stuff like there's so much going on so I think in you saying not wanting to pay attention to everything that's like hip and happening at the time and just doing like what feels right to you I think that that really has been proven like in your music Uh, was that hard for you to do especially like we've been talking about like in working with so many people and like loving music and music being such a part of your life like what has it been difficult for you to really like hone in on that sound that is specifically you yeah thank you thank you for um like noticing that (laughs) but it's also like sort of wrong (laughs) okay Um, that's fine (laughs) because because i have no idea you know i sort of still don't know what i want to do or who i am or still sort of like trying to understand like what those tendencies are that that people like to listen to not that i even want to think about that so much (laughs) but on this new record i explored like a lot of like weird stuff you know Mm -hmm. but it's also like very true to to what i like right now like in this moment so i don't know i i think when you listen to my music it might sound like oh yeah this guy knows (laughs) who he is but i think i'm just as lost as everyone else (laughs) i think over the years like i said just like sort of not fighting myself yeah and whatever comes out i just have to believe that it's 
the most truest form of who I am. Yeah. I mean, like, no musician's ever going to have it, like, fully figured out. And, like, I think it would be a little bit boring if somebody did and then like it just kept being the same but I think it's really cool like when you can listen to somebody's catalog of music and kind of feel like okay they started to get themselves here and then like growth continuing onward I think is like a really awesome thing to experience with an artist I think also like kind of like what I'm getting from you is like you love to kind of like be on this perpetual journey of learning and continuing to find the sounds and continuing to explore out of the box things. But do you feel like you've had a song where you're like this, like this is it, like I'm loving this right now? Or do you feel like at each moment in time, it's kind of like a pinpoint of like this song is so representative of like how I felt then and like that sound in that moment was like really it for me then and I want to continue to explore? Yeah. I think a lot of the songs that I write are just like timestamps, you know? I think when I wrote my song Compromised, I sort of knew right away that like, I wanted to make music like that for a long time. And that was the point where I was just like, yeah, I really hope they like this one because I don't know what I'm gonna do if they don't. Like, I'm gonna be very lost. And luckily they did. And I sort of made a record sort of around that sound and that was sort of the like the stepping stone in in my career and i don't know like i think after a while you want to try new things and you know pay homage maybe to like some of those past versions of of myself but i don't know i mean like art is a never ending process you just have to keep going and you have to keep learning and that's what makes it fun you know You've mentioned a couple of times your new album, which you did announce in May as going to be something that you were spending the next year introducing to your fans after spending a year creating an album, which I think is a really cool kind of drop cycle, because I know a lot of times like artists will kind of tease like, oh, we're in the studio now, like this is what we're doing and kind of give an eye while it's happening and you're kind of doing it the other way around. So like how how did you come up with this kind of release plan? Um I don't really I mean like we live in a, we live in a singles world, you know. So like we have to like consistently put out music. So I was trying to figure out a way to sort of build momentum um around this record, but I also think it's because I like disappeared for a really long time. Like I moved to New York and then just didn't put out any music (laughs) because I was just stacking an album. Um, So yeah, I mean, like I wanted to figure out a way to sort of digest this record that um, sort of creatively aligned with, um, with it sonically. And yeah, so, I mean, like, I think we have like eight, or nine singles total and then the record comes out next year um so yeah just gonna keep it going um we have like a little content series like we we shot a bunch of like 15 to 30 second um like clips instead of music videos um just trying a lot of like different stuff for this record um to to just to test it out and see what happens. So you have like a background in photography. You have a whole degree in photography. (laughs) Um, You did that for a while (laughs) before like pursuing music full time. Um, So yeah, can you kind of like share your thought process on like, are visuals important to you? Are you like kind of simultaneously like feeling out a song and also like picturing like what the visual is going to be with it? I think I take it one step at a time. I'm like a trial and error sort of person. 
um lots of error <laughs> i wish i had like that synesthesia thing that yeah. you know a lot of musicians yeah. have i do not I, I don't see colors um, <laughs> i just hear sounds but i will say that like my photography degree like helped me a lot in just sort of creating a brand around myself and making sure that everything is coming from me i think i think listeners and fans are are very intuitive and they sort of know when something is sort of being concocted for another person um i think i've heard a lot that people can tell that like the um not just the music but like the um like the music videos and the photos and and like the graphic design it all sort of like stems from this one place um and i'm like fortunate enough to um you know like have some of those skill sets at least to get by um or to i think you're not giving yourself like, enough credit <laughs> like your the cohesion between your music and your visuals is very good and like your brand on instagram and the videos even it's very good like <laughs> i will give props Thanks. to you <laughs> okay i appreciate it i'll take it <laughs> but yeah i mean like yeah i i use those skills a lot you know i mean like for a while i thought my my photo degree was sort of um like a waste but <laughs> i feel that uh, sarah has deeply. a photo degree <laughs> i feel that deeply oh really yeah <laughs> that's hilarious and yeah i mean like you know people can form their conclusions as to why you know they probably already have honestly <laughs> but it like feeds into every other thing that i do you know um whether it's like design or photos so. <laughs> i mean so in that regard too though like was it difficult for you knowing like oh i could just do this myself like finding the right creatives to work with to like make your vision happen or are you actually or are you like shooting it and doing it yourself i assume you're working with a team for this content series and for like a, a good amount of my music videos um like i've entrusted you know specialists and directors and things like that i honestly can't take like all the credit for for everything that i that i put out although i i will have like a lot of creative say in in like everything across the board um yeah at first it was difficult at first it was difficult um but i think you learn to communicate your ideas more as you do it um, especially through, um, like collaboration. So when people are in the studio, um, like playing instruments or, or saying lyrics or things like that, like you sort of, um, you learn to work in tandem with them. Um, so at first it was, it was definitely difficult, but like when you don't say no to ideas and you just like try and steamroll off those ideas. I don't know if you guys have ever taken like an improv class, um, but like, I guess like the line can always be like improved upon or like you can like riff off of that last thing. Um, and and I try to think about that when, when I work with other people. So in thinking about this album that you spent a year making, were you planning, was your goal like, I'm going to spend one year making this? Or were you just like, I'm going to make an album? And then you just found out how long it took? Um, yeah, 
it <laughs> i didn't i didn't know what i was making honestly i was just i was just making songs um and i didn't know what it was going to be and i just i've never put out a full length album before um and i just felt like this was the right time um i like moved from la to new york um i was in like a new environment and that just like completely um sort of shifts my creativity and 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 gives me like a lot of inspiration just to be in a a different place and um an uncomfortable place i i don't think i i i thought yeah deadline 365 days <laughs> well, i mean that would be a cool concept but, too you know like one year of my it life it would be sick and, and like honestly that that yeah. is what it is like even though you hadn't planned it like that's how it turned out it's like this is one year of my life yeah it's true it's true at that one year mark i i, I took a look in the mirror for sure <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i mean like it took a year and and i'm, I'm glad that it did because i I, I let those songs marinate. Um, I, I don't think that there are any songs that are just like throwaways or like fillers. They all have like a very uh, specific purpose and place on this record. So it's definitely an eclectic one. Um, there's like a lot of different things going on as well as like winks to some of like my older stuff. And, um, but it's but it's really going to be like sort of a representation of um this like shift in my life you can you can definitely hear like a lot of uh new york in this record i love that so i'm from new york i grew up there and like i feel like a lot of artists come to new york and kind of feel how like the city's alive a little bit and that can really um I mean, that can really inspire people to create in so many different ways. And I mean, as you already mentioned, New York, uh, in that regard, like, do you think that prior to leaving L.A., like whenever you were thinking about like starting to write new music and then coming to New York, do you feel like the direction of the album shifted because of like where you were geographically as well as like where you were in your life? Um, Definitely. Definitely. I don't know if this is something that I've realized recently. But um, I really am a, a product of my environment. Um, and I just like sort of soak it in. Um, I think a lot of like the catalog that you'll hear on Spotify was when I was in LA and it was sort of branded as this like California sunshine indie pop um, situation. And you hear that, you know? I mean, I could hear it like when I, when I listen to those songs. Does this mean we're getting like dark grunge, like New York <laughs> style <laughs> grunge? Maybe. A little bit, honestly. Any teasers? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I could totally play um, <laughs> uh, some of my metal songs that I have in the queue. But <laughs> 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 no, but like, I just feel like it's very percussive, um, it's up tempo. There's a lot of like um, sort of creative production stuff as opposed to like more straight ahead, like drums, bass, guitar, keys. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I was just like, um, uh, I feel like this city gives me the freedom to just like be crazy. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's the right response to New York. I feel like that sounds like you're doing it right. Um <laughs> 
which I appreciate very much. Also, so you mentioned that you're going to be releasing like eight or nine singles from this and you already for the two that you've put out like done had really like visual heavy promotion with them. So does is each single going to have like its own very specific visual treatment? Like, is that something that we're going to be able to look forward to? Yeah. Um, so this first rollout is um, an EP and it's called Le Soir. Um, so it's a total of six songs and we have a visual for each single. Um, and I'm still working on like the, the second part of, so it's going to be this EP, another EP, and then a full length record. Um, so this is like basically the first um, like chapter of the record. So um, to answer your question, yeah, for this first chapter, um, there are um, like a lot of visuals. I think we did like 10 um, pieces for like each song. That's very exciting. And like and going with being a musician, um, creating visual content along with it, I think the necessary evil and the elephant is in the room is social media and Instagram and TikTok obviously being a huge thing these days. What do you feel like your relationship with social media is as an artist? To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, um, I hate it. I truly hate it. And I'm trying to find different ways to love it because it's like so ingrained in being an artist in in this day and age you know you're basically like your own marketing team um so i mean like there there are like strides that i that i catch where i'm just like oh yeah i can do like a tiktok really easy oh outfit of the day um i'm running today you know stuff like that yeah I'm like learning to love it. And I think it's a, it's a process um, and like sort of a force of habit. Um, so I think there's like room for creativity. Um, but if I'm being completely honest, like the amount of time and like lack of allure um, that comes with posting like every day I feel like um, sort of doesn't cater to the art, you know? Yeah. Well, I think also like in the way that you're doing, well, I think, yeah, it's very easy to get so burnt out on social and like people expecting things, like expecting to constantly have content. And I think it's really hard for any like singular human to function in that way. But I also think that the way that you're rolling out you know your album with these singles and the eps and the way that you say like you have this content like specific to these songs where it's like you are thoughtfully making visual art to support the music art itself um and that's something that like we were talking about earlier like people see that and they connect it and they understand so i think like you're doing it in a really creative way where you're, you're in a way you're gonna hack the system <laughs> a little bit of like what you're gonna produce is like such a high quality that like you don't have to have the day to day and like you don't have to get burnt out in that way. I think that was that was the idea all along. It was like to queue up all these songs and queue up all of this content so that I don't have to think about it. So I can just worry about the things that like um, I love to do, you know, um, which is like make music. I think like it's gonna lift a lot of the weight um, in the in the way that we like release a lot of this content. 
Um, but again, it's, it's a process and, and uh, yeah, we're figuring it out. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that there's been a lot of frustration coming from a lot of musicians of having that thing of feeling like they accidentally became a content creator because of like the focus on TikTok lately. So I, I think in a way, like the fact that you are creating so many high quality visuals and the goal is to just put out what feels right to you, like you're never going to lose the fact that you are a musician who maybe every once in a while posts something like a little bit personal. Cause I think like, that's the whole point of like Instagram stories, all that kind of stuff to be like less curated. Um, But I think also like people are starting to get like consumers of music. It seems like they're kind of getting sick of like, oh, I like know this musician too well. I don't know (laughs) if I like it anymore. And they're kind of starting to like, like again, like these. Here they are in their car again. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But it seems like the, the consumers on TikTok especially are kind of vibing again with artists just straight up putting out their music and being like you get nothing else like this is what you get so i feel Mm. like maybe this is the right time for you anyway to be doing all of this because people are sick of (laughs) okay yes honestly i would love that (laughs) really you're ahead of the curve is what we're saying (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i mean like yeah uh, do you guys watch like Penn Bagley on um on TikTok? Yeah, is yeah, his, his name Penn Bagley? Penn Badgley? Badgley, yeah, he's a little, a little much. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, he's human. He's dancing. It's awesome. And then after a while, it's like, okay, dude, you're dancing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah oh my maybe God. that's how people feel about musicians now, yeah but... that's pretty funny but know. going back earlier in this the conversation we kind of started to talk about how live music is so different from like creating music um you've done a few u.s tours a uk tour and you have a tour coming up this september um so what's it like for you to be able to bring your music to life in the concert setting i think it's it means so much to me and it's sort of the moment that um makes it feel real um like when you see people singing the words i think it's one thing to see the spotify data and the numbers and and to see just like data um but you don't really put that as as people um and until you see them at the shows and just like oh my god like so many different walks of life um and it makes it sort of sort of worth it yeah so i mean like when they're singing the words when when they come and 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 tell you sort of like their experience with your music um it just it just means the world so um i don't tour a whole lot maybe a couple times a year um but but it's just so rewarding and and it just makes it feel like oh yeah these are real people listening, (laughs) listening to this they're not yeah. just bots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But. <laughs> so also just in regards to like meeting people at live shows and like you were saying, like they're not just streaming numbers. Like when you have been like playlisted as much as you have been on Spotify so that your music is like heard by so many people, like does it ever really like is it does d- <laughs> Like when you go on stage, like, is there ever that moment where you're kind of like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that these people who like 
maybe heard one song on like a playlist once and now they came and they're here like what is that feeling like um it's just rewarding it's like validating um kind of mind-blowing um especially like playing in in small towns um where like you've never been or you have you don't have like a single friend in that town but there's just like like a handful of people that that like regularly listen to your music it's just it's just sort of mind-blowing um and yeah i'm just so appreciative of of like those interactions so we've talked about you know you have this tour in september you definitely have a lot in the works as far as singles and uh visuals to go with it is there anything specific you want to call out for listeners to look out for in the last half of this year um wow we've 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 touched on a lot of stuff or maybe like a certain single you're like most excited about or anything like that um there's definitely there's a song coming out with the ep called sushi in wyoming nice um and yeah it's basically i mean i I won't i won't go into like the you know the nitty-gritty of it but it's like one of my favorite songs um that's coming out with a record in um august or september yeah definitely look out for that um but mainly like come out to the shows um they're gonna be really fun um i'm working on it every day (laughs) amazing well thank you so much for joining us today tim we really appreciate having you on the show thank you guys i appreciate it this is fun